Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at North Point Young Adults and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the MPYA podcast. We've got the usual crew in the room today. There's Allie. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry That's Christmas. what I was going to say. <laughs> Just around the corner, we got Nathan. Hello. You already heard him. Uh, his Merry Christmas was stolen. Uh, Nathan, but you I'll ask... You can say it, too. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Hey, well, I was going to toss the first question to you since you got interrupted. Uh-oh. Uh, w- uh, wait, wait. I didn't... I didn't interrupt him. You said my name, I and I was true. just that's responding. True. Sorry. Um, yeah, what are you hoping you get for Christmas? Oh, man. What's on your list? I don't really know. I think I really—it's kind of lame, but I'm just like, I want a lift ticket to go skiing somewhere. Oh, let's go. Basically. Yeah. An experience. The travel guy. Experience, yeah. Memories over, like, things. At know? first, I didn't wow. know what you were talking about when you said lift. Lift. I thought that was a conference. <laughs> Me lift too. Conference. I was like, passion I was like, lift? I no, go. lift night. Or lift night. Lift night and PIO. You a, can come to that. He's a key IO volunteer. <laughs> you really are. So, yeah, um, I don't really know. We just will probably end up doing a ski trip somewhere. So that's kind of my, my number fine. one, a lift mm-hmm. ticket. What about some goggles? I already have some. Do you need some ear you got all the ear equipment? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I Keep just your need, ears warm? If... But they want to go scary. above and beyond. I'll take a second lift ticket somewhere else. Above and beyond, another passion reference. Wow. wow. Just all in on it. Seriously. What about you, Clay? What's on your Christmas list? Yeah, a big thing for me right now is some AirPod Pros. Mm. Yeah. I'm the trying upgrade. to get that noise cancellation. I don't want to hear anything. Why? Is there noise in your house sometimes? A little bit. Also, yeah, when I'm running, there's a lot of traffic. <sighs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, He's on yeah. that straw. I honestly It's don't... not to cancel you yeah, out. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't like feeling ignored. So sometimes when he can't hear me, I get my feelings hurt. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's news to me. Sometimes. I thought I'd let you know here on the podcast. I mean, a lot of times Allie likes to talk to me while I'm reading my book. So. Yeah. Wow. I gotta. I've really. I'm like learning a tune out. It's not very nice. When you I get, honestly, I don't want you to get any <laughs> noise cancel. I was gonna say when, get any, when you get the AirPod Pros, you just read. All the time. Exactly. Listen to Audible. And not even know. You can talk to Haven. It's so true. <sighs> Alice got me listening to this book she likes a lot. Yeah. But it's really good. What's on your list, Allie? I want a Kindle. Okay. Mm. Which is feels wrong to say because I um loudly disliked or loudly said I didn't want a Kindle for my entire life. And all of a sudden something changed and I want one. So I'm sorry for what because I said in the past. Because of like you are paper only, like I'm a paper physical. only. Yes, I like to hold it. I like to see. You know, I like to put it on my bookshelf. Yeah. Um, but whether it's the fact that I have too many books and not enough room on a bookshelf, or I want to read in the dark, I think yeah. that's a big part of it. It's a big part of mm-hmm. it. Um. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for a Kindle. I've finally grown up, and, and you I can want get, a Kindle. Um, Libby. Yeah. I've heard Kindle. all about the Libby app. It's I need free. a library card, though, uh, which is so you fun. You can, like, do it online. 
I want, a, so yeah. I want to hold one. See, should I even get a Kindle? <laughs> I love a physical book. That's why I'm asking for a book light. A book light oh. that you wow. clip onto the book. We don't have any space in our house for any more books or any more mugs. So that's where I'm at. I just have a, I love books. Put them in his office. Yeah, yeah. bring them to work. One of these days I'm going to have a sick library. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With a ladder. And I that day I will dream. throw my Kindle in the garbage. <laughs> and I will get more books. Yeah, I'm I'm really into books right now. You're in your reading era. I'm in my reading era for sure. Love that for you. Uh, well, speaking of things that we're hoping for for Christmas, today we're going to talk about hope because we just did a prayer and worship night where we kind of reflected and talked about um, hope. And this is our last podcast uh, of the year because we're going into Christmas break and then the new year, and we'll ramp back up when our gatherings start. And I'm sure some people are wondering, like, why aren't we hearing messages anymore right now? Uh, it's just after hours. Well, we had a Friendsgiving, which was incredible. Yeah. So many people awesome. come out. Andrew Stanley was there doing comedy. Very funny. It was awesome. Uh, Very great funny night. boy. He's a funny boy. Funny boy. Uh, great food, great fellowship, great people. It was an awesome night. Um, great and then, vibes. Great vibes. What else was great? I mean, it looked like <laughs> the, a wedding. It, it just, really did. I walked in the attic and I was like, it was just is great someone getting married? All around. <laughs> What's going on? Kayla, shout out. Shout out, Kayla. Um, Seriously. And then a prayer and worship night where we don't necessarily record uh, what goes on. Yeah. You got to be in the room. Got to be mm-hmm. in the room. It's an experience. Um, so, so yeah. you're just stuck with us talking yeah. to you so now, right here. Yeah. For all of those who couldn't make either one or if you were there. Um, you just get to hear some after hours. And yeah. then we will ramp back up starting January 18th, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait for 2024. Next year is going to be great. Uh, but to continue the conversation around hope, I thought we could ask the question, how important is hope? Mm-hmm. Like when you think about hope, uh, I mean, a lot of people talk about it. It is oftentimes a part of Christmas. It's a part of um, our faith. Um, but just in general, how important is it uh, for people's lives, for um, our health, for our well-being? Like, is hope some? Is it necessary? Is it something that we need in our lives uh, to flourish? And yeah, why is it there? Any uh, uh, initial thoughts around hope, Allie? <laughs> well, uh, you go. No, I think when I think of hope. I think of the opposite really fast, of, and that tells me how it's important. I think of hopelessness mm-hmm. if you don't have it. Um, and we know that hopelessness is, I mean, bad. Like, it's bad for your mental state. It's bad for your emotional state. It's bad for your physical state. Um, if you're hopeless, there's nothing. It's almost like a dark, not even a reason to like live like Mm. I feel like hope is like a fun word and it's like whatever it's hope but then you think of hopelessness and you're like oh no like that's like low that's not just low that's really really low Um, and so to answer your question very you know generically generically, yes and it's very important because without hope what even is there you know there's nothing to look forward to there's nothing to go after there's nothing there's no reason for anything Mm -hmm. um so, yes. Yeah. I mean, important. I think that's the great power in the Christian life is we have hope. Yep. You know, we have hope 
every day that we live because we know the Spirit's living in us and we can hope for very specific things in our life and specific events or, you know, whatever that looks like. But ultimately, like, we have hope for the future when it's all said and done and when Christ comes back again. Like, that is what we bank our lives on and that is the hope that we really give our lives to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for non-believers, they don't have that same hope that we have. Yeah. So how do you think that we get into a feeling of hopelessness? Like, how does it kind of, how do our lives end up there? And then how can we begin to experience yeah. hope again? I mean, I think just it's off, specifically for young adults. Yeah. Just off the bat, I think it's really easy to get into a pit of hopelessness when we lose perspective. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in the most broad sense, when we lose perspective on ultimately the victory that Christ has won for us and yeah. the hope that we have in that, like Ephesians talks about how the spirit comes to live inside of us as a seal on our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, like, we forget that, like, the battle is won, the victory is won, and we have hope for the future. And when we, like, lose sight of that, everything else in life starts to seem way bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's when we start getting into this, you know, cycle or rut of this certain situation didn't go my way. I'm not married by 25 and I thought I was going to be or this job that I thought was, you know, a done deal all of a sudden isn't or this door was closed. And we start to lose perspective because we think that is going to define everything. So a lot of the hopelessness is set in circumstances Mm -hmm. that you're facing in a moment, essentially. And I think there's two like I, I think there's categorical hopelessness of like you are feeling hopeless in this specific situation. Like this relationship is breaking down and I'm losing hope that it'll ever be reconciled. Or my job, I'm miserable and every day yeah. is horrible. And so in my job, I'm feeling really hopeless. And I think for a believer, that's kind of where this sense of hopelessness could start. And like Nathan said, if you lose perspective of the big picture, you can get so lost in like a hopeless situation that, hey, it might be hopeless, you know, like mm-hmm. that that situation might be hopeless. But ultimately, we do not lose hope overall because of what Jesus did yeah. for us. And even we can continue to hold on to hope in our circumstances, but at the end of the day, surrendering to God of like, okay, maybe I do need to let this go. Maybe I need to find a new job. Maybe I need to take a step of faith in a different direction away from this situation that is actually hopeless. Ultimately, because I have this greater hope, this greater hope that God's going to take care of me, that my eternity is secured, mm-hmm. Um in like hopeless situations, which I think we all find ourselves in those pretty regularly, we don't have to give in to this idea of hopelessness and have this overarching hopelessness in our whole life and being and identity because we have the hope of God and we have mm-hmm. access to the Holy Spirit and we have a way out and we have um, trust and all, all the things. So I think we get lost in hopelessness when a circumstance that is hopeless ends up kind of taking over our whole self. Yeah, I think it's a difficult tension sometimes too because 
if you are a believer for a young adult who is a Christian out there and you are in some, one of these circumstances that feels a little bit hopeless, but to me, with God, you always have hope mm-hmm. because God is a God of the impossible. He can move mountains. Like, yeah. to me, when I'm thinking about a situation where I feel like, man, I'm never going to get out of this or I'm in a, like, my health is never going to get better or maybe that relationship, I am, we're in a difficult moment right now and it feels hopeless but at the end of the day i can still come back in prayer and be like uh god i still believe that you're going to do something Mm -hmm. through this so i almost wonder if there are people out there who are like i'm holding on to hope even though it does feel hopeless and so then my question is does i mean because we're talking about the importance of hope like can that hope become almost like a a negative or like a flaw like when you're in high school and you're dating someone. Potentially. And they're like, it's not you, it's me. I just got to figure some things out. And so then you're there and you're like, I have hope. Exactly. Yes. You, you yes. wait like four years yeah. for that person. Yes. And then they start dating someone else and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say. But I mean, that's that's not hope in God. That's hope in a person. A person. Exactly. And that's hope in a situation. Right. Uh, so, no, I don't think hope in God is ever wasted, yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was reading something earlier talking about hope and this idea, and it was raising the point that the the um, the only need of hope is when something is broken. Hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, a painful situation or circumstance or the dark night of the soul or, you know, something that looks bleak, that's where hope is born because you don't need it unless something is not as it should be Mm -hmm. in a sense. And so I think in your hopelessness, it's good to feel that and kind of admit where you're at and see the need for a greater, you know, hope to live by ultimately in Christ. And I love this um, this quote that I read, and it's kind of tying it back in with Christmas. It says, the spirit of Advent is to anticipate God in the midst of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And like what Advent and this idea of hope coming to the world is all about is to anticipate him to move on our behalf, even in the midst of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I think about, like, with the Christmas story, you know, they had been waiting on a Savior for centuries. Yep. And they were looking for it, and God had promised the Savior to the world, and they had no idea what it was going to look like. Was it going to be a military ruler, you know, a king? And then, you know, even in our scriptures today, we have the intertestamental period where it literally— is silent yep. for 400 years, and we don't have anything. And so in that moment, I can only imagine the people, you know, of God in that time are sitting there like, God, where are you at? Mm-hmm. And it looks really bleak, but that's where hope, you know, is born, and that's where the miracle of hope can work its best. Yeah, and it reminds me of that scripture. I have it above my desk. It's Romans eight twenty five that says, "But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait mm-hmm. eagerly for it." So essentially, we only hope for things that we can't see or that we are yeah. imagining that is going to happen one day. But yeah, I think about them in the inner testament era or waiting for a savior, and in that moment, they're able to persevere 
and wait because they have hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so hope gives us that ability to be patient, to be content with our circumstances, be content with where we're at, and just continue to um, persevere through the suffering, through, um, yeah, the waiting. Because, I mean, young adults are experiencing so much of that all the time. I think in this season, there is these, it's a ton of waiting yeah. because you're not where you want to be yet. Or, yeah, you don't have the significant other yet or you're not i mean i think so many 20 year olds want to have the career they want to be where they're at in their career like that usually happens to people when they're like 40 or 50 and they want it now yeah um and so i think hope is just a key thing in that and it helps us to persevere and be where we're at but also trust that it'll be that we'll get it one day essentially and i think it's it's interesting going back to what nathan was saying about the Christmas story and the hope that's in there. The Jewish people, like Nathan said, they were kind of expecting like a military ruler who came down big and strong and wiped out the Roman Empire and Mm -hmm. like just set everything exactly how they wanted it to be. And I think it's so significant that Jesus came as a baby Mm -hmm. that couldn't do anything at first, you know? he was a he was a baby um and how ultimately the way that god came through for his people looked so different than how they were expecting it yeah um but ultimately as jesus grew and didn't just rescue them from the roman empire but they he rescued them from their sin and not only that he rescued the whole world from their sin and now that they they have eternity connected with god as opposed to just like freeing them, you know, here for, you know, so I think walking through that mentally is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying that I have this expectation for God. I have this thing that I'm wanting from God and he's going to, he could come through for you, but it's not going to look the way that you want it to. And it's probably not going to come in the time that you want it to, but ultimately it's going to be so much better than what we can even guess. Yeah. Like, I'm sure no one even guessed this, you know, like totally. it. No, I think that's true for so many things in our lives. Yeah. When you look back on it, it's like what God ultimately gave me exceeded yeah. my expectations yeah. for what I wanted for myself. Yeah, completely right. different than yeah. what you expected or right. even wanted or asked for. Yeah. Right. But way better. Which way is a better. super hopeful perspective right. in life to always have that in the back of your mind. Yeah. When things aren't going your way that ultimately God's going to use it mm-hmm. for the better. Yeah. And it might take a while and it might come in the form of a baby and you're yeah. like, wait, <laughs> I wanted a warrior. Like, what are you, totally. what are we even doing here? Yeah. Um, and I think too, there's something powerful about what God can do in us and with us and teach us yes. while we're waiting. And, you know, while we are hoping for whatever that is, that, you know, we can't rush the process. Like in his perfect timing is when he brings things into our life. And in the waiting and in the hoping, he can do so much with us, mm-hmm. you know. And I oftentimes look back at my life and I'm like, if I would have gotten blank whenever I wanted it or hoped for it, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it like I can now mm-hmm. because I wasn't ready. Yeah. Like God still had to do a work in me. He had to sanctify some stuff in me mm-hmm. um and that's really the story of our life so how do so you, what do you yeah no, what you do you it. do in the meantime like that's good the for the people who are listening and they're 
in this situation and it's, you know, Christmas again and Christmas doesn't feel like it's supposed to and I wanted this or I wanted that and now I'm here and I get it and I'm waiting. But like, what does it look like? Because the idea of hope is the before you get what you, before you get it. So like in, in the waiting, in the hoping, in the hard, what, what does that look like? Yeah. I was reading this prayer, um, of Advent and hope earlier, and it it just had these words of praying to the Father of, like, lifting those things that you hope for to Him and putting them up against His loving gaze. And I loved that wording, mm-hmm. His loving gaze of, like, I'm going to lift these things to you and acknowledge that they're real, and I feel them, and I want them, and I hope for them. But I'm also going to put them up against you and your character and his loving gaze towards me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's truth. And when I do that, you know, it's like I hold loosely to the things I want at that point. Yeah. Um, but then the prayer just finished with this line. It said, dwell in the good news of Advent. Like we have seen God's faithfulness in the past through Advent, through the Christmas story of something that was hoped for for so long and God came through. And like you said, Allie, not in a way anyone expected, Mm -hmm. but we've seen his faithfulness. And if if he's done it then and has done it over and over and over, he can do it again Mm -hmm. and he will. Mm -hmm. And so we can dwell in that spirit of Advent. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just continuing to believe that something better is coming on the horizon. And ultimately, I do think it it starts with believing that God is a good father and a good God, and he wants what's best for us. Um, because when we understand that, we're going to believe that there is something better coming, and we can continue hoping in that and believing that God has our best interest in mind. Because um, I even think about, like I was reading a book called Unbroken, which you may have heard of it. It's the guy, his name's Louie. Um, but he was in the military, World War II, plane goes down, they're on a raft, and basically it's like three or four guys on a raft, and sharks start circling. Like, everything that could go bad goes bad for these people, and one of them starts to lose hope that they're never going to get rescued, mm-hmm. it's, and it immediately starts to, like, go into despair, and basically he's the he ends up dying because of his hopelessness and, like, lack of fight whereas the other two had hope and ultimately got rescued and i'm not i don't know i'm not saying that that's always going to happen but like it almost was like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like as we grow more hopeless we lose the will to fight and we quit believing that something better is ever going to come whereas the opposite is also true if you continue hoping i think ultimately you're you're you are going to survive potentially um but yeah What about this Christmas for the people who are hoping for, like, people they love or family members to, like, come to know the Lord? And they've been praying for them. And because we talk about, I mean, I said it. It's like, no, it'll be better. It might not be what you're thinking, but it'll be better. But I think, and I, I know personally something I'm currently wrestling through is people in my life that I really, really love that I've had hope and been praying for for 10 plus years and this Christmas it feels like it's gotten a lot worse and and 
looking at the Lord and being like, so is it just like a no? Mm. <laughs> like in your sovereignty, like yeah. in your plan, why do I have to keep har- carrying hope and getting hurt? Because hoping is hurting me because I'm if I just give up and if I just don't think about it anymore and just like decide not to hope for it anymore, I'm not going to be hurt anymore. But I want to continue to hope yeah. and I want to continue to pray and I want to continue to trust. But it feels messy, you know, because ultimately we can't control God and we can't make what we want happen all the time. So what do you say to that person? What do you say to me who it's like I I'm about to quit here, you know, like yeah. this. I'm, I don't know how much more I of hoping I can really take in this specific scenario. I mean, I think first off, that's a beautiful thing, you know, to be praying for someone who doesn't know the Lord and, you know, praying for deliverance and for them to be born again. Like, that's so beautiful. And we don't do that en- enough as believers. Um, but when you were talking, Allie, it kind of made me think about the father and the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it says that he was there, like, waiting on the son to return and was running after him. And I'm sure there was days where he was waiting on his son to come home. And he was like, why am I even wasting my time? Mm-hmm. Why am I standing out here? In the disappointment him? of every Every day, day walking back into the house yeah. of like, he didn't come home, mm-hmm. you know? But the beauty in that story and so much power in it comes when he was expectant and you know we all know like the celebration afterwards there's so much power in that and so i just think about for us and young adults out there that are praying for someone like don't give up hope don't stop expecting for the unexpected don't stop believing for the miracle because there's so much power in that and also you know holding like you said ali like God is sovereign and holding that truth in tension with us being wildly expectant for him to do the impossible. And that's where the beautiful things happen and can happen. I mean, I think hope is so important in moments like those because without hope, I think you really lose any opportunity for rescue, essentially. Mm -hmm. That like your hoping is what is ultimately going to bring salvation. Totally. Because God may be using you to bring it to them. And so if you really want to, and I think that's kind of how it can like prey on each other, because then if you lose hope and you give up, then you become hopeless. Your faith takes a hit in God and that person has no shot at being saved potentially yeah. because God was going to use you. But if you continue to remain hopeful, then there is this potential for salvation through you. But uh, yeah, like I think it, as you grow more and more hopeless, the situation grows more and more hopeless as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think about, Clay, you you mentioned it, like, if you give up and you, you know, are just, like, have written that person off, what if God was wanting to use you in a conversation this Christmas at dinner? Right. But you stopped looking for it because you've given up and you've stopped hoping. You're like, that, it's too far gone. It's not even going to happen. And because of that, you've kind of gotten off of this lens of looking through like a missional lens. 
And so you totally miss the opportunity to share the gospel or have some sort of conversation with them about their soul. I heard a quote from David Platt years ago that just absolutely wrecked me. And it was talking about the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, the prodigal son. And it said the only thing worse than not, the only thing worse than being lost is being lost with no one looking to find Mm. you. Mm. And so I just think about the people in our life, Allie, like you said, we're the ones that are called Mm -hmm. to find them. And if we're not looking, who is? Yeah. And I just think that's part of the life of a Christian to me is having this joyful, optimistic spirit. Because as soon as you start to move into a world of pessimism, it's like there's no hope. Yeah. We're never going to get anything accomplished. We're never going to get anything done. But ultimately, because of Jesus, because of our faith, we actually have hope at all times. Because again, God can do anything. And you look at the stories of Scripture, it's like, man, people would have given up hope on all these guys. Yeah. You know, like 400 years. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, even the people that he used, it's like. I think a big challenge to your faith too is in those moments of hopelessness to actually like (laughs) i don't know like dig your heels in and expect god to move totally Mm -hmm. that's beautiful because that is a test of your faith yeah which again hebrews 11 1 now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen so if you are like convicted you are sure god is going to do this then he potentially will yeah Mm -hmm. but as soon as you start to lose that hope i mean that's a test of your faith right there it's good yeah powerful yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good question. Hope is important. I, I Just to wrap up, I had this quote that I've heard many times, but it said that we're living in between two Advents. Mm. And yes, we celebrate at Christmas the first Advent of Christ coming down, but we live with hope and expectation of the second Advent of Christ coming back to mm. be with his people. And it's such a beautiful thing. Like, yes, we don't just celebrate the past with Christmas— Of course we do, because that was the hope of the world. But we also have hope for the future and look towards that with Christmas. Um, It's good. And it's beautiful. Yep. Thank God for hope. I love it. Love it. Hopeful people. Hopeful. Well, Merry Christmas. Christmas, You can be hopeful too. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. We will be back January 18th. See you then. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast. To learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website, northpoint.org slash youngadults. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. See y'all next time.